Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, and welcome to Newsweek's Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. Reboots have become so popular that it was only a matter of time before there needed to be a show about a reboot poking fun at the very idea of a reboot. Enter the new Hulu series, Reboot, coming out September 20th. It follows the cast of a popular family sitcom brought back together for a darker take on the original series. So today I'll be chatting with one of the show's stars, Rachel Bloom, who is legit one of my favorites. You fell in love with her on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and you're really gonna love her more after our chat. I mean, just so much fun. We talked about the show reboot, of course, but also whether she'd ever do a Crazy Ex-Girlfriend reboot. And her response to that was so poignant and interesting and just really kind of took me back. And we also talked about what shows she's dying to see get the reboot treatment. I just said reboot a lot and it's it's uh, it's kind of blowing my brain a little bit. Um, but seriously, it was a fun chat and I really think you're gonna like it. So go on, grab a snack because I'll be right back with Rachel Bloom right after this break. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We're definitely on the lookout for breakthrough shows. So, what do you got? I want to reboot the old sitcom Step Right Up. Step right up. (laughs) Step right up. Are you serious? And I want to do it with the original cast. According to Wikipedia, Clay Barber, drug charge and disorderly conduct, Bramery Jensen did a low-budget sci-fi cable show. Captain, I'll repair them as soon as I nourish my larva. And Reed Sterling left to pursue a film career. I'm the ruthless mother standing here with a 38 snub nose. You know what? I was thinking, what if I infused it with a layer of weariness and vulnerability? Maybe don't think. It's just not what they taught us at the Yale School of Drama. (laughs) Okay, we're done. Remember I told you they were rebooting my old show? Is she gonna be there? You know what I mean, Brie? I'm stuck and I can't breathe. Oh, uh, fine, but I'm in a committed relationship. What are you, 15? I got it. Hi. Uh, 
I, I thought it would be weird if uh, the first time we saw each other was on set. That would be weird. Everyone, this is Gordon. He is the creator of the original show. Gordon, new writers. This is one of those diversity intern training things. Uh, literal gas. Comedy's evolved since you last wrote for television. I mean, honestly, whole species have evolved. That's what I'm talking about. Come on, guys, let's bring it in. No reason to do that. Your mom still comes to set with you every day. She's been coming to set with me my whole life. Dude, that's creepy. Could you say something to my mom? Yeah, what the f You know how in the old sitcom, the characters always did the right thing? Man! They don't do the right thing anymore. Oh, boy. What if Zach finds out? Finds what out? Uh, that I couldn't talk to your mom yet. Too hard, huh? No. No, I wouldn't say that. Not that. We gotta meet Bree Marie Jensen. Can we just tape this later? Because honestly, I'm feeling really gross right now. And according to wardrobe, I look like a cow. We're live to 85,000 people. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, everyone. Hey. Yeah. Hello. You actually have the rare gift of being funny. You can make millions of people laugh. To bring people a oh. little joy. Yes. That is as good and honorable thing as a man can do. Gordon, I'm speechless. If I knew that's all it took, I would have complimented you years ago. I work at Hulu. This is my first time on a set. I'm new to humor. What do you do? Vice President of Comedy. Fun! I, I'm obsessed with the idea of the show. I'm obsessed with the concept. I'm obsessed with you, obviously. What have you seen? What, have you, what episodes have you seen? The first. The first. Only the this first. the first. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, and I am... Uh, I love the idea for it because reboots, reboots are like such a moment right now. You know what I mean? This obsession with sort of this nostalgia moment. And I want to know, like, why do you think, because to me, I was just, it was a matter of time before they did a show about a reboot that was being rebooted. Like what, why do you think this is such a good opportunity and area for like a comedy series? The idea of a reboot. Well, first of all, the idea of bringing back people who were on a cast. I also, I look, I think the cheesier the show, the funnier to imagine you, you're bringing people back for a reboot. They're 20 years older. The show was kind of for kids. You, of course, like in Kalem's character, you have someone who was a kid and then now they're an adult. Um, so I think it's like the drama of bringing back a cast. It's it's almost like if you made a high school reunion, it's, it's almost like if it's like, okay, not only are you going to high school reunion, but you're going back to high school and we're going to film it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like if there's just inherent tension and inherent, it, it would, it's just, there's an inherent weirdness in everything. Even if like you brought like crazy ex-girlfriend, we ended three years ago, but there is something inherently like crazy about if we were to revive it Yeah, and we all be in the same room and there's even, there's low drama among the cast, but like there, it would still be, um, people still will have changed. And I think the great idea about the title, I think the title's great because like, it's not only a reboot of a show, but people are wanting a reboot of like their lives. Yeah. yeah. And I think, so I, I think what's, I mean, what I think what's cool about this is there's a way to have done this show that's purely cynical. Mm -hmm. That's like, everyone is, is a fucking terrible person. Yeah. And there, there are definitely like dark, comedy elements in the show mm -hmm. but i think that because the title is reboot there's an inherent hope in the show which i think is actually kind of unique for slice of life showbiz stories because most of them are like so cynical and with an inherent thesis statement of like 
everyone is terrible, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. And everyone thinks everyone else is more terrible than we actually are, than yes. you actually are. Yes. Yeah. I think that's so interesting. You touched on a point that like these, this idea of a reboot. I mean, I remember when Will and Grace came, the reboot for Will and Grace came about. I loved Will and Grace as a kid. It was a very, yeah. I was in that age of sort of like young gay kids who had Ellen, but then Will and Grace was like, okay, I have direction now. You know what I mean? Like Ellen gave, <laughs> Ellen told me it was okay. Will and Grace let me have fun. And that's so interesting. Oh, I love that. And that's that was, fascinating yeah that was my that was sort of how it works so when that show came about the reboot for it it was sort of that hearkening back to that i wanted to go back to that because it had been what 20 years i guess since maybe yeah little little less than 20 years since the show had gone off the air and i wanted to go back to that moment of me being this excited teen about going to college and being gay in chicago and new york and all the places that i would go and like and, and because will and grace set that foundation so like it's you're so right that it does make us want to go back to those moments that we remember these shows from when they came originally were on. Um, yeah, we want to go back to who we were and I think who the world was. I mean, I think, I yeah. think the reason, the real reason for all these reboots, other than making money, obviously, like you have a bunch of streamers that need to make money yeah. um, and reboots of existing IP of existing properties are, are going to have an inherent fan base. Right. Mm -hmm. But also like the real of it is because the will and grace, I feel like the will and grace reboot was, was inspired by a thing they did for the Hillary campaign. Yes. Right. In 2016, they did an so ad for Hillary. So yeah. I think that's really telling because the reason to hearken back in the first place was, okay, we're all scared mm -hmm. that Trump is about to get elected let's let's feel something heartwarming and encourage people to vote and then i think when trump got elected and the world got infinitely more and more complicated uh because of that and also because of many other things i think we were just longing for simplicity i mean the late 90s and early 2000s mental health wise were terrible for me yes. but yes. i have a weird nostalgia for them because there was a simplicity to and i guess like this is really like pre 9-11 what i'm talking about there was a simplicity to like what the world was mm -hmm. and and you felt that and likewise i think the same thing during the obama years for a lot of us there was a simplicity of like okay obama's president everything's not perfect but everything's okay mm -hmm. and so like i think rebooting stuff from a time when we all felt a steadiness yeah that's what we want to feel again is we want to feel that I don't know. We want to feel that steadiness. We want to feel that steadiness of 1998. Yes. <laughs> and like, um, you know, I mean, obviously like the Bill Clinton impeachment trial was very complicated, but compared to what's going on now, there's nothing quite farcical. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I could feel that even as a kid, I, I knew the nineties felt there was this general air of like economic boom things are <gasps> things are steady democracy is okay yeah yeah that's so right and it's so funny what you say about mental health because it's like it you're you're so right that even though there we were struggling with things we all had our own struggles and you know as 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 teenagers in the 90s and going into the early aughts like that i think like our collective generation had a formative sort of like you know, shake up when 9-11 happened. And then of course the crash of Wall Street and then all these things piled on top of it with with then Trump and the 
COVID, I mean, it's like literally one after another after another. And so like there's almost this perpetual youth that that we're kind of stuck in, in, in yeah. the, the kids of the late 90s and early aughts. And with mental health, it's so funny because with TV, like even if I was, because I also had a lot of struggles, obviously, as a young gay kid, and, but I still had the structure of like, I knew there were four networks and I knew HBO had a lot of shows and I yeah. knew there wasn't, there was not, it didn't feel chaotic in a way. Like I, I knew when to watch my shows and when I had to go to school the next day, like at least there was that and it felt normal, it normal, quote unquote, in a lot of ways. Yeah, there's a steadiness to your life. At least there's a, I think what you're speaking, yeah, there's like a steadiness and routine to your life. And I think I, at first I maybe thought I had a nostalgia for that. Again, despite the fact I was dealing with like bullying and what I realize now is like crippling OCD, truly horrible. There was a steadiness and predictability to life that I, I was like, well, I'm just nostalgic for this because it was when I was a kid, but I think everyone is. I think there was something about the mid late nineties that was just very, and I feel a similar way about, I guess like I'm thinking like 2000, 2010 to 2014, mm-hmm. where it's That's like we were coming out of coming out of the recession. Again, things were far from perfect, but like, Social media was a thing, but it hadn't become mm-hmm. what it is now. It was still fun. It was still fun, yeah. We were using filters. Using filters. I remember my first Instagram post is actually, I confused it with hipstamatic. I thought I was just playing with hipstamatic. Like, if you go down my profile, yeah. first posts I have are just kind of cool, vintage looking photos from Halloween <laughs> 2011. And it's because I didn't realize I was posting on the internet. <laughs> yeah yes exactly I, I the other thing about this show that i think is so funny is that and and i i kind of got this a little bit with the friends reunion the hbo friends reunion in that when you're on a popular show and it's and, and especially with a group of people a group of other actors and you become defined by that show it's almost like this stockholm syndrome sort of thing where like for better or worse, these people you are always with and when in your in your like obituary, these people will exist. You are forever with these people, love or hate them. They're right. there. And it's and I think reboot the show does a really good job of sort of showing like we're stuck with these people like this is it's really annoying and also sweet and fun and whatever. There's lots of different stories, but like, oh, oh, oh hold on. My Internet's freezing. Wait, oh. why? OK, sorry, I'm back. We're back. We're back. But you're but you're really stuck with these people. And I like do you do you feel that on the show that like these people are kind of it's almost like a Gilligan's Island thing where they're they're just they're stuck on this island together. And everyone knows that, like, they're just always together for the rest of their lives in a lot of way. That's a really good point. I think in this show, they've been all like brought they've almost been magnetically drawn back because as complicated as the show was, it was still like the best thing that ever happened to them. And they, so they all have like a weird nostalgia, I think for being in the show. And like, what's interesting about my character is my character, you find out grew up watching the show and is coming at it from both a nostalgia place, but also then wants to, as she says with it, she wants to do something dark, which is another type of reboot. Because there are two types. There's the reboot that wants to capture the exact mm-hmm. essence of what the show is and just be like, let's give you more episodes of what you liked. And then there's like 
I mean, then there's stuff like Bel Air, which is like a complete reboot where it's like, let's do a dark reimagining. Yeah. And that's kind of what my character is going for. So it's a little bit having your cake and eating, eating it too. There's a nostalgia factor, but also like, but were the nineties that great? Yeah. It's kind of. Yeah subtext Uh, that's what i love about your character and it reminds me of i mean in watching it i was what i love about hannah is that like so i have this idea for the golden girls reboot that i think needs to be a dark and gritty golden girls reboot starring angela bassett as dorothy she's an inner city substitute school teacher who she has to deal with all these problems and she has these roommates at home that are just complicating her life and it's a serious drama allison janney is probably in it too i don't know who but like she's in it i just feel (laughs) together and i and i feel like hannah would also probably be the ep of a show like that as yes well. like, yes you know where it's, it's like, again, it's, it up. <laughs> incidentally her office is covered in um set deck made the decision that she's she's also a big golden girls fan yes which i um, i love <laughs> uh yes i think right because you get that nostalgia but also it's for people who want to feel a warm fuzzy nostalgia but also are too smart for that yeah and that's yeah. what hannah is yeah where yeah. you she almost feels like someone that like you could geek out on those like my so-called life moments that you want to geek that you loved my so-called life so much but you also don't want to admit you're too cool to admit that you were a kid that loved my so-called life like it's almost not cool to say you loved that show even though you secretly do as an adult. So you have to kind of deconstruct it in order to stay cool. I feel this oh, this way about a lot of classic musical theater, by the way, where mm. I like listening to it, but then I also have to, you know, there's a part of me that has to acknowledge, well, uh, you know, a lot of the images of uh, yeah. Polynesian people in South Pacific are pretty reductive and colonialist. Yeah. Yeah. Or perhaps some of the themes in Annie might be complicated for this day and age, considering yes. what we know about, you know, the history of all of that. But still, it's fun. The sun will come out tomorrow. Like, come on. You know, it's you have to you have to find that balance, I think, which and I also with musical theater, too, I will say for me, it isn't always cool to be the kid who loves to geek out on Funny Girl. And in this moment with Leah Michelle and Funny Girl, I love Funny Girl. It is it is so close to my heart. I can literally sing and quote every single line of the film from start to finish. But yet I also know that even in some gay circles, we've gotten to a point with equality that it isn't even cool to do that anymore. Like it's, it's become- interesting. So like drama and gossip over a thing almost give you like an excuse to be. Yes. To be cool. You know, and I think that I, I feel a lot of that too, this kind of, I've always been someone who likes escapism, but also is too smart for escapism. So there's like a dark part of my personality and then a light side. Yeah. And they're almost always at war and they're almost always commenting on each other and never the twain shall meet. And I feel like the character I'm playing in Reboot is that type of person too, kind of struggling with this, you know, this nostalgia but also some very dark parts of herself mm-hmm. and how do they come together? You also kind of play, that's so perfect because you're so right. Like you play this weird sort of middle person between the fan, which is so important for a reboot. And, and yeah. I, think, I think a lot of the shows, a lot of the unsuccessful reboots, I think come from people who were too invested in the show early on. I'm thinking like maybe a Murphy Brown where it was too, right. there was no one new on, I think, 
on it to then be the fan to say, no, this is why we want this reboot. This is why this show needs to return is because we love X, Y, and Z about it. And yeah, sure, I wasn't there for the original run, but like, I want to fan out on it in this new reboot. And I think your character really does that, but they also, you're also sort of part of the mix of the cast. You're, you're, you're almost just as cynical as a lot of the cast in a lot of way, the original cast. Yes, uh, that's why I think there are like very different parts of her that she, throughout the show, continues to, um, she continues to struggle with like, again, how to marry those two sides of herself. Yeah. And what I'll say about Hannah's take on the reboot of Step Right Up is, there's a reason to do it. She has her reason. She says it in the opening scene, I want to f with it, right? She wants to take something that was a happy show that she loved as a kid and show the dark side of the characters, yeah. which is more than I can say for most reboots. Because if you ask what, why reboot a thing? Why? Yeah. I don't think most people have an answer other than eh, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Hannah has a, a real reason and i and i'm trying to think of i think there have been a couple of other things that have done this i know the um oh what was it uh the very briefly it wasn't what was the punky brewster had that oh reboot. yes it yes. was like dark yeah punky brewster right yeah it had more serious on it was i think it was still shot in sort of a multi-cam way but it was it was more serious so like this bringing back a thing you're nostalgic about to then kind of explore, no, 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 life is more complicated than this. Um, that's a reason. Yeah, it's a great reason too. I have two more questions for you. And I I mean, because I know that you're, you love musical theater, of course, but you also, you love TV. And, and I wanna know what shows would you like to see reboot that haven't been rebooted yet? You know, I mean, I have joke answers for this. Um, I don't know if anything. I think the most excitement I ever feel when I read about a reboot is the press release. Mm, oh, okay. Because it's the promise of this is going to happen. Yeah. When you actually see it, I don't think there's anything that has gone past we'll just go back and watch all the episodes now that we have every show streaming on a thing mm -hmm. that's your reboot just go back just go back and watch just go back and watch the episodes so i don't i'm trying to like earnestly answer this question i mean Look, I, I, a Frasier reboot is really exciting to me because oh, I love Frasier. I've seen I every episode. I named my cat after Frasier. <laughs> yeah, because he's black and white. He just felt very Kelsey Grammer. Not sure, Republican, I get it. not Republican, but like very, very Kelsey Grammer. I get it. Yeah. I, I get it. Um, incidentally, there's a cat on my street that looks exactly like Hitler. And, it's, <laughs> hey. and this cat looks so much like Hitler, like full on mustache and like, um, hair part yeah. black hair yeah and it's like a thing online there are these things called kittlers yeah. yeah but like when you adopt a kittler that looks so much like adolf hitler i'm like that's a choice <laughs> you're so you're either like a jewish family that's like no let's take this hitler cat in or like 
you're a fan of Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> yes. That's neither here nor there. But um, it's, it's, I think it's funnier if you accidentally discover, oh God, he does look like Hitler. Like you don't know it. And then someone people says- People would right. have to be brained. This cat is so stunningly, so stunningly looks like Hitler. Uh, every time we pass it, uh, actually, my husband is my husband calls the cat Adolf, and now my two year old daughter goes, "See Adolf." She doesn't know why, so now she's going around saying Adolf, Adolf. Um, it's very funny. Oh, uh, I don't know. Like so, so, so there are shows that I love that I'm like I would just love to see more episodes of it, but then I'm like, but would I? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, the only show that I can think of that I would really love a reboot for, just or even just a reunion for, is Living Single. That's I just huh? that's all I want, just so that I can hear Queen Latifah sing the theme song again, like with the other women. But I think you bring up a good point. That is there a difference between, or is there a kind of warm, fuzzy feeling difference between a reboot or just what Friends did, or yeah. or Fresh Prince did a one day reunion? Yeah, that's what we need. That's what we need. The Friends one, I think, was so smart because it just it it gave us that itch, but it scratched that itch, but it didn't like ruin the legacy, you know? Yeah. Like, do you really like do you really want to see Rachel and Ross using Find My iPhone? (laughs) No. No. Like, I think that's the end of the day is like, do you want to see any of your favorite characters and their hot takes on social media? And the answer is like, cause that's what it is, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, no, I yeah. don't. There's something very like icky about, I know I don't. I, I don't agree, I agree. Well, okay, so then I will, if, 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 let's just say, cause Crazy sure. Girlfriend was incredible, fantastic, life-changing television for a, a musical theater geek, nerdy, weird person like myself and it was my life and my breathing source and if in 20 years there was a reboot for crazy ex-girlfriend where would well where would rebecca be and like how do you think it would be done well here's what i think is actually really interesting and i've said this and i so (laughs) crazy ex-girlfriend uh, I got very specific with the timeline. Aline was like, no, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend takes place in the continuous present. And I was like, I can't play that. I need to know when the show takes place. So we did the math. And the series finale, as you might recall, because it jumps ahead of year, mm-hmm. the series finale takes place on February 14th, 2020. On February 14th, 2020, Rebecca Bunch realized her true life's ambition was to go into live performance. Now, if Crazy Ex-Girlfriend takes place in a world where COVID happened, that ending is kind of a tragedy. Yeah. Because she's realized this potential and then everything goes to Mm -hmm. So if we were to reboot it and, and, and it's, I don't think, we're just doing other things. But what I think is interesting is we had this show all about not self-reliance, but who are you inside? Who do you want to be? Make your own fate. You make your, you know, you tell your own story. You write your own song. I I have a tattoo that says, this is a song I wrote because I like what that says about life. Mm -hmm. You make, you write, life is your own song to write. But then a pandemic happens and that has nothing to do with personal fulfillment. That has nothing to do with destiny. Destiny. People are dying. And so suddenly all these themes of 
what makes you truly happy pale in comparison to you need to stay inside so you don't die. Yeah. And I think this is obviously very, you know, we thought about it because my, one of my writing partners, Adam Schlesinger died of this and it puts a lot of things in perspective. And so if I were to at this moment, reboot crazy ex-girlfriend, it's almost like I wouldn't call it crazy ex-girlfriend because that's a title that then very purposefully was deconstructed. You'd almost want to call it like Rebecca's journey. That's a terrible title. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have problems with the title crazy ex-girlfriend because, um, they, you take it at face value. Yeah. For me, that was always the perfect title because the whole show is a deconstruction of the outside and it's a deconstruction of tropes. So if I were to reboot it, it's almost like you'd take the characters and tell a new story and you'd more call it like West Covina or something. Like I wouldn't call Mm -hmm. it crazy ex-girlfriend, but that's what I find. So that's what I find interesting. And that's a reason to potentially reboot crazy ex at some point. I don't know. Um, I I love um, that. You know, is, is what have you learned about the world? And again, I'm kind of with Hannah Mm -hmm. on a reason to reboot something. So what, what was the thesis statement of the previous show? Um, And has the world changed where that thesis statement is negated? Mm -hmm. That thesis statement is, uh, challenged like i think the the why of it all is the most compelling thing and i think very few reboots un- have a, a true reason why yeah wow yeah and i love I think that. hannah's step right i think hannah's version of step right up is actually if you're gonna reboot something a good justification i'm with it and if you want to reboot the golden girls with angela bassett please call me i can consult on things i have ideas i think you should pitch that i mean Maybe. Well, okay, I'll pitch it to you. I just did, I think. Please take I'm it. Not a ne- I'm not a network. Oh, you, you know more people than I do. You know a Hitler cat. I do know a Hitler cat, <laughs> yes. Not to brag. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Rachel, for doing this. I really appreciate it. And it's so wonderful thank to you. meet you finally. So nice to meet you. Ah, I love that. Thank you again. You should pitch that. I will. I'll find someone <laughs> to pitch it to. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What was your favorite reboot of all the recent reboots? I mean, mine was definitely willing grace i think that was the best one done but i had such high hopes for murphy brown i was so sad to see that one go the direction it did also why did we need a mad about you reboot i don't think we needed a mad about you reboot especially on spectrum's originals that was that was strange um let me know what you thought about today's episode you can find me at h allen scott on everything and thanks for listening to newsweek's parting shot if you like what you just heard please leave a little rating and review and share it on social media For more on the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. Until then, watch something fun, maybe like the new show Reboot on Hulu, and have a great day. 